0: The Word of God is coming into your, is coming near you, it's in your mouth and in your heart, and we need to give His voice. Let's go together. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to Him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen? That is a good confession. I will not be rebellious to God's Word. Please be seated. And I will not turn away from the Word. I will do exactly what the Word says, and because I have ears that can hear, and my, I have understanding, the Word will produce for me. Amen? That's the key about that scripture. Tonight, I want to continue with this uh, message, uh, risen and seated with him in heavenly places. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you speak to us tonight and energize our spirits so that we know exactly what you've accomplished for us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible tells us that not only was Jesus raised from the dead, But in the mind of God, we were in Him when He died, because He died for our sins. The sin of the world. We were with Him when He died. That's the way the Father saw Him. So when you ask for forgiveness, easy, because you already died for your sin in Christ. So no one goes to hell because of sin. You go to hell because you refuse the death with the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, we were raised together with Him, according to Ephesians chapter 2, and God has made us to sit in heavenly places with Him. Now, notice, to sit is different from standing. When you sit in a place of power, you have authority. He is not standing. He is sitting. So that's a place of authority right with the Heavenly Father. Jesus has authority, but not just Him. He is sitting on the throne of the universe. And we, according to God, we are sitting right there with Him. He is the head and we are His body. The crown stays on the head, but the head and the body, they are one. So we are one with Him. And I started saying last uh, Wednesday night as we were closing that everything that Jesus became, we are in some way. Everything. And so I used to hear the words like king of kings. You hear it in the movies. King of kings, Lord. And, And then when you're thinking about the kings of the earth, that's not what he's talking about. He's not talking about the President of the United States. They come and go. But everything he's become, we are in a way. He is the great high priest. But we are also priests. So we were planted with him, and we were raised with him, and all his authority we have. That's why Jesus proclaimed to his disciples, All authority, both in heaven and on earth, has been given to me. What he's saying, we got it. He is the head and we are his body. And so there is that word together. God uses the word together. With him, together. With Christ. God doesn't see, as if Jesus alone was doing it, he saw us doing it with him. And now he is up there, seated at the Father's throne and we are here on earth but we are his body representing him on, on earth and the bible tells us that we are his ambassadors because we are here but really we are there amen as like when jesus said to the, the uh, when he said to the people no one has seen the father but the son who is in heaven when well, he was on earth talking about as if he was up there. I don't understand the mind of God. It's a mystery. But when God says it, that's the truth. And so we are planted together with him. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and 5, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into, into death, that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father and i talked about what that is that's the power of god the glory of the father that is the exceeding greatness of his power that's what raised jesus so the glory of god is upon your life when god raised you with christ we were raised it was raised by the father from the dead by the glory of the father Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. What is he talking about? Walk as if you have been raised from the dead. Amen? In newness of life. Don't have your head hanging down. You were raised with Christ. Walk in that way. Let the devils know you know it. After Jesus was raised from the dead, you couldn't kill him anymore. There was nothing dying in his life anymore. There was nothing of that that sort. You are raised together with him. And Paul is saying, live like it. Live like somebody who has come back from the dead. That's what he's saying. Don't hang your head down. There is no situation that you can handle because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The world cannot take you on. You are bigger than the world because the one who is living in you is bigger than the world. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So many scriptures telling us, you can't hang your head down. You can't be depressed. Because God's with you. No witch can take you on. No witch doctor can take you on. They can all gather. God said they will fall for your sake. They are wasting their time. They can't hurt you. But if you don't know it, then the enemy will come at you. My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. So we see we have to live a newness of life. Not in the latter. We have a newness of life. Forget what your past is like. Forget the fact that you were oppressed or you went through abuse and all of that. This is a new day. He awakens my ear morning by morning. His mercies are new every morning. You get it every morning. We should live like that. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't matter what's going to happen in the day. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Live in newness of life. Because you have new life. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. You are a different kind of being. That's the way. I want to let, let me... Put my head into this word, God's word, so that my life is transformed by the renewing of my mind. Through the word of God. Your life is only transformed because you are renewing your mind with the word of God. You no longer think like the world thinks. You don't think about what the, the things that they are telling you. You know that you are born of the spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You are a spirit being. What's God saying? You are not of the earth. You came from above, and he who is from above, he is above all. You are seated with Jesus up there, according to the word of God. He raised you together with him, and made you to sit together with him in heavenly places. And you are from up there, you are just an ambassador here. And John the Baptist said, he who is from above, is above all. You don't question him. I like what Paul said. He says, he who is spiritual judges all things. But he's judged by no one. I read that and I said, What? <laughs> he who is spiritual judges all things. But he's judged by no one. No one can judge a man who is spiritual. He has power over all the forces of the earth. Amen. Because all power has been given to him, both in heaven and on earth. We need to see ourselves that we are fellowship. Amen. God is having a great assignment for our church. He's going to be big. Don't look at what you see. But believe the God who is bigger than everything. So we got to trust him. It says we were planted together. Planted is like, you know how you plant stuff? If you plant corn, one seed here, another seed here. Don't you expect them to come up? And if one doesn't come up, you wonder what happened with that? We were planted together with him in his death. Amen. And we were raised together according to God in his resurrection. And so God is saying, leave as if you were new. Until you renew your mind based on the word of God, Satan will continue to oppress you. And you'll be running from pillar to post, looking for the anointed one to lay hands on you. You are anointed. Amen. If you have received the Holy Spirit, you are anointed. What more anointing do you want? John says, the anointing is already in you. You already have it. Just act on it. Activate it. Amen. By laying your hands. You know, the other time I said, you know, I like, you know, in those days I will take all and anoint my home against. I'm not going to anoint my home. I don't, excuse me, I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But if he thinks he has strong head, let him come. There's no need to to worry about him. If he thinks he can handle it, let him come, because I'm ready. There's nothing to be afraid of. Jesus is me with me in my home. It's not only now you'll walk with your faith when you anoint. I'm not saying anything is wrong, but He's always there. He says I'll never leave you, right? He said when I anoint him that he just finally shows up because I anointed the house, right? I anointed now Jesus is there because I put some oil in there. Where well, God follows according his bait unto you according to your faith. Okay? I don't need to do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. He's already there in my home. I carry him everywhere I go. And he's active, as powerful as he was when he rose from the dead while I'm asleep in my home. And he's right there. Amen. Amen. That's just the truth. That's why when they tell me we need to fast and pray now because these witch doctors are going to be upset. I'm not fasting for a witch doctor. Let him go and fast because I'm coming to town. And I carry Jesus. I I only fast when I have to talk to him. Not because of a witch doctor. Why should I fast for a witch doctor? He is possessed with this little spirit called a witchcraft spirit. I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. Who should be afraid of Israel? He should be afraid when I show up. Even though when something, when something is bound and the Philistines are, you know how they tiptoe it? And when something raises up everybody like roaches when you put the lights on, they all go. <laughs> yeah. He says, that man is back up. He said, what is the secret of the, his power? you know about that in the scripture? The Holy Ghost, when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, he becomes a different man. And you should act the same way. Samson didn't have to work on it. He knew every time he rises up, the power is there for him. And the Philistines, they're gone. And it's the same spirit that's in your life. Amen. The same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead. The same spirit that was with Samson. The same spirit that was with David when he killed Goliath. That same spirit, they, it came on them. This, that spirit is on you, is inside you. For them, Samson, he came on him and then left. Only showed up when he needed power. But for you, you carry him everywhere you go. That should make the difference. That's why Jesus said, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. You know that? John the Baptist had the Holy Spirit on him. That's the difference. Amen. In First Timothy, chapter 6, verse 15, it says, which he will manifest in his own time. So there is a time that God is going to manifest something. He says, he Who is the blessed, that's Jesus, who is the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings and lord of lords. That word potentate there says the only ruler. There is only one ruler in the universe. There is only one emperor in the universe. There is only one king in the universe. And that's Jesus Christ. So there is only one power that is at work, that has the authority of all the universe. One power resting on one man, Jesus Christ. And he, the Bible says, he is what? The king of kings and the lord of lords. He has all the authority. Only one man. There is no power anywhere else. All you got is fake power. This is the real power. God says, I take the kings up and I put them down. That's on the earth. He put, takes one up, he puts the other one down. If you raise your head and you're proud, he puts you down. If you don't believe that, talk to Nebuchadnezzar. Turn him into a beast. God can do whatever. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There's only one king. That's what he's saying. The only potential, the only one that has power, that's God. And he, the Bible tells us who he is. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But let me show you Revelation chapter 5, verse 8 through 10. Let's see, let's look at this. Now, if he is the king, and God has given this king of kings to be head over all things to the church... According to Ephesians chapter 1. God has given him to be head over all things to the church. And which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So Jesus Christ and his church, God, even though he's one person of, 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 the God, of the Godhead, this one Jesus, God gave him over. Okay, now I know you're Jesus, but for the church, which is a mystery, according to Ephesians chapter 5, the church is a mystery. This mystery, the head of this mystery, is Jesus Christ himself. But the body is the church. The body and the head are one and the same. So that's what he says here. The only power that be. He says, and they sang a new song. Please say with me, a new song. We're going to be singing a new ch- song in the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear a Amen. Yes. We are singing a new song. Right here, we are singing this new song. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. When? Right there. Right? Thank God we have people from Ghana from Korea here, we have people from the United States. Uh, let me stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells us, and I've made us what? Kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth when Jesus comes back. Is that what he says? Is that what the scripture says there? He made us what? Kings and priests. After he saved us, he made us, while we are still on the earth, kings and priests on the earth. Why are you a king if you had nothing to rule over? Good question. Why would God make you a king and you have no kingdom to rule over? Nothing to rule over. Does that make sense? He walks up, he says, I'm a prince. Over over what? Well, I'm a king. Over what? You don't act like one. In fact, you look so, you act so flaky. I don't even know whether you even have a home or something. You're king. And if heaven is making you a king, that's the real king. If God is making you a king, that's the real king. He's made us, he redeemed us from every nation, so he is the king of kings, right? He is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. That should make us think differently. Now, sometimes we hear these words, it sounds, that's nice, (laughs) that's nice, but that should tell you, can you assault a king while he's sitting on his throne? Is it possible for you to do that? Can you abuse a king? If you get to do something that makes the king depressed, you may not live for the next day. You're gone. If he's unhappy and couldn't sleep because of what you did as a king, you're dead. Because kings have authority. So he is the king and we are the king's. And he is the Lord, and we are the Lord's. Maybe that's surprising to you. But you know, I don't want to hold back when God says something. I don't want to analyze it and say, well, I understand, but please get your butt out of the way. Excuse me. (laughs) And listen to what God says in his word. I don't have to analyze it. You have to accept it by faith. I don't have to understand it. I just have to act on it. When you act on it, that's when you will understand it. But until you act on it, you'll never understand it. It will continue to be a mystery to you because faith without works is dead. This is not a new thing that God makes you Lord over the devil. It's just not something that God started. He started it way back then. And I'm going to put this scripture, Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. So you understand. Give me Exodus 7. I skipped one. we to the next one. He says, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God. That's what they translate here. But, but basically, if you go into the literal translation, he says, I have made you God over Pharaoh. That's what he said. I made you. Now, I've often said here, if God says today is Sunday, guess what? We bet You better believe it's Sunday. Because God said it. If God says, today, is, this is your last day, uh, we'll make you a casket because you're going. That's God. So when God says to Moses, I have made you God over Pharaoh, Moses became God over Pharaoh. Often I used to think in my mind, I am the king that's talking about Pharaoh now. He was the king of, of the whole world at that point. Here is a man tearing your kingdom down causing flies to come in and destroy. Turns water into blood and everything. And he walks up to you the next day. If I were the king, I'll kill him. (laughs) I'll kill him. Just get rid of him. Right? He never had that thinking in his head. He had his whole army behind him. Right? And here was Moses tormenting his kingdom. Killing his cattle. To the point of even killing his son. And he still had to face Moses. His son was dead. And he still couldn't command his army to kill. Why? You know why? You can't kill God. <laughs> he couldn't kill his God. God has made Moses God over Pharaoh. And it never occurred to Pharaoh, I could kill this man and put an end to everything that's happening to my kingdom. Does it make sense? God made him that. And God has made you Lord. Just as he made, you know, Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Right? That's, that's exactly what the Bible tells us. They, their redemption from Egypt is our redemption from the world. And they have the Passover and the blood, remember, is the same, is the type. So Pharaoh was, in a sense, a type of Satan. And God made Moses God over Pharaoh. And all his armies, those are the demons. And that's what God has made us kings. That's why he says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You can't hurt your God, he's giving you power over all of them. That's the truth. That's the truth. So he made him God over Pharaoh, and um, and God said, uh, Aaron is going to be your prophet. So when Moses goes to Pharaoh, he doesn't say anything to Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh is too little, too small. So he stands there, and he says, Aaron, tell him. And Pharaoh, after he said it, Pharaoh knew trouble was coming. But I'd like you to look at John chapter 10, verse 34. And 35. And please don't misunderstand me. Just go with what the scripture says. Amen? Take what it says. Sometimes people misunderstand and say, well, Pastor Goodluck said this. I didn't say it. this is scripture. Verse 34 through 36. He says, Jesus answered them, this is what Jesus is saying. Is it not written in your law? And he quoted, I said that God said, you are God's. Right? I said you are gods. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Okay? So what is Jesus doing here? He's saying, God called them gods, and who are you to say they're not? That's all he was saying. Right? This word of God came to them, it's not like they are God over the universe, but they are God just like God made Moses God over Pharaoh. We can rule. Jesus said, in addition, the scriptures cannot be broken. You can't ignore it. That's what he says. Don't turn away from it. You remember what with that scripture we said? I was not rebellious. No, did I turn away? When you turn your back on this, well, I don't understand. And you put your butt you're turning away from him. That's what you did. You just turned away. You don't have to understand it, but say, God, I thank you. Because you have made me, according to your word, this. And if you start understanding this, you can start declaring. And the fear is going to be gone. You don't have any fear of any devil or any demon or anything. Once you understand this, I used to wonder how, I mean, uh, 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 Smith Wigglesworth wasn't afraid of the devil appearing in his room. I'll be shaking out of my pants. Now I understand why. Even if he appears in my room, I'm not going to pay attention to him. I go to sleep. Because he can't touch me. I got angels all over the place. According to the word of God. He says he has sent ministry in spirit. Hebrews chapter 1. To minister to those who are heirs of salvation. And I'm one of them. And God cannot lie. And so everywhere I go in my home, the yard, everywhere there are angels all over there. I don't have to see them. I don't have to see them. There are chariots of fire all over my home for protection. And God has enough for everybody. Amen. He has enough for you. You have them in your home as well. You have no reason to be afraid of the devil. He cannot do anything to you because Jesus has paralyzed him. He stripped him of all his powers. According to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, he already stripped him of all his powers. He doesn't have anything. All he can do is roar. He's got nothing. And if you are afraid of him, that means you have turned your back on your God and you don't believe what he said to you. Amen. So that's what he's made us. Now look at what this scripture says, I, uh, Romans chapter five and seventeen. I like this scripture. Amen. You see, I like this scriptures. He says you don't have to depend on anybody. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Forget what you're going through right away, right now. As long as God is in your life, He's going to turn out for the best. Remember what the Bible says, all things work together for good. Trust God with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's your trust in Him that's going to eventually transform the situation. If God has something great for you, He's going to train you just like He trained David. Because if He gives it to you right away, you may not be able to handle it properly. you lose it, just like Saul did. But he'll let you go through difficult times so you you are humbled and you know this is a privilege coming from God. Now, this is what it says. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Notice, everybody's going to die because of one offense. Right? You're going to die. Even if you die and and you're raised from the dead, you're going to die again. Lazarus died just because of one offense. That's how powerful it is. Just one offense. All die. He says, much more, that's greater than what happened when man sinned. That's what he's saying. Are you with me? Once more, that's what he said, much more, those who receive abundance of grace. Say with me, I have received abundance of grace. Listen, if you are a child of God, you received it. You received it. Those, he's talking about you. Much more, more than this powerful thing that happened because of one sin, so that everybody died and is still at work today. Much more by one man's obedience. Amen. Let me get get to that place. I, I I got the place all wrong here. It says, for if by the one man's offense death went through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in what? In life. Because you are a king. Kings reign. Amen. And right now, God is saying reign in life through the one who obeyed Jesus Christ. If Adam's sin can cause us so much trouble, and Adam was just a creature of a creation of God. What about God's son himself, who obeyed and paid the price? How can he reverse those things? That's where we need to be taught, so that our minds um, we renew our minds. I'm not teaching you something that you don't know. You already know this. But I'm trying to challenge you to believe what you know and act on it. Lay your hands on the sick and expect them to be healed. Don't wait for pastor. Don't call me. What's wrong with you? You are, you are a Christian. I'm a Christian. Do the same thing. When they, when they say they have headache, don't start looking for, for some uh, Advil or something to give to them. Can I pray for you? You might shock them. And then you know you got some power as well. That's what you need to do. Act on the word. Because, he says, much more, those who have received abundance of grace, and what? And of the gift of righteousness. You get that gift of righteousness, and that's what qualified you to be able to reign in life through Christ. If you're reigning in life, demons can oppress you. There is no situation that you can't handle. Because you are reigning in life. And you are reigning in life through Jesus Christ, and He is always there with you. I like it when Jesus said to me, "He says, up till now you have not asked any, you have not demanded anything in My name." That's what Jesus said. He said, "Up till now you have not demanded anything in My name." He says, "Demand, ask, ask, so that you receive, so that your joy." He wants your joy to be full. It's the will of God for your joy to be full. But you must ask, so that you receive. If you don't ask, you won't receive. And if you don't ask, you won't receive, and your joy will not be full. Ask, keep asking, so that you receive, so that your joy may be full. He says, up till now, you haven't asked anything in my name. Ask in my name. When the finger is hurt, the brain, when when your toe is hurting... The brain tells the hand, uh, Go get, <laughs> get something to suit that right there. And whether you like it or not, the rest of the body will bend so that the, the, hand, the hand can get to it to get some care right there. That's saying, when you ask for something from the head, he's going to do it. When you're hurting, he's hurting. Decry to God, God, don't you see? Don't you care? He already, he's seen everything that's going on. That's part of his body. And it's his will to take care of his body. Because don't tell me, well, my toe is hurting, but my head, I'm not feeling anything. I'm okay. When you hurt, he's hurting as well. That's why he will be with you in trouble, right? But he will also deliver you. So when you are in trouble, he's right there with you. And even closer when you were not in trouble than when you were not in trouble. Because he leaves the remaining 99, he goes after that one. So even if you're feeling like I'm not up to God, God, I'm failing. Oh, he's closer to you than he is with pastor right now. Because you need him even more. That's how important this is. You can reign in life. We have been transformed. We have his name. He said God has given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. And you are called by his name. You're not going to tell me uh, uh, that's uh, Pastor Roy's head. His, his head is called uh, Pastor Roy. But his body, that's another thing. We are called by his name. He is Christ and we are Christians. That's not a coincidence. He is Christ and we are part of the family. You are a family member. That's what it is. There's something I'm going to close with this. And it's really important. After we've said all of these things, this is what we must, we must do. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, it said, and this is drawn from the Psalms, it says, Be angry and do not sin. You can be angry. You have the right to be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27 is where I'm going. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. God's already done everything that can be done with regards to the devil. He's not there with you. He's not with you. Don't give him room. That's what he's saying. If the devil is hurting your family, you are allowed it. That's what God is saying. Don't give him room. Don't make room for him. You got the authority to keep him out. That's what God says. says. Don't give him room in any area of your life. Once you turn around and God opens your eyes and you recognize that doesn't make sense. That means uh, maybe uh, or subconsciously you open the door and now he's there. Uh, well, just serve him a quick notice until the time is up. You can leave now. Amen. Amen. I mistakenly made room for you, but uh, I don't have a bed for you anymore. Uh, you got to leave. Amen? Do not make room for the devil. Don't give him any place. And the scripture says, resist the devil. And what? He will flee from you as with terror. Because it's like a king that's angry. Amen? When the king is angry, even before he says a word and you look at his countenance, you know you are in trouble. Right? And you're wondering, what is he going to say now? That's who God has made you. He is the king, and we are his kings. He's not talking about the kings of the world. They belong to Satan. We belong to him. And we will rule with him forever and ever. We'll rule with him forever and ever. That's why Paul says, don't take your matters to the court. You, you're going to be ruling the universe forever. If you can't handle the matters yourself, how are you going to be reigning with him forever, Paul said? He's telling us who we are in Christ. Now, you need to stand up tonight. Tell yourself, I'm not going to be afraid of this thing anymore, whatever it is in your life. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Take control. You make some room. You're afraid. You're sad. Your heart is down. Tell yourself, no, no, no more. No more. Amen? You all look like you're sad. I'm excited. <laughs> it's no more. When you say, don't listen. Amen? Tell tell that thing, whatever it is. No more. Are you, uh, did you receive the word of faith tonight? <laughs> we got to do this. Okay? We got to do this. Did you know, do you know exactly what you want to talk to right now? Who knows exactly what your finger is going to be pointing to? If you know something you want to talk about, let me see your hand up. Now, we're going to talk to that thing, okay? All of the rest of them are doing really well. <laughs> they got nothing or they just can't think. <laughs> but what is it that bothers me? Well, whatever it is that bothers you, that's what we want to address tonight. Amen? Whatever it is. If it's your finances, that's what the problem is. If it's your relationship, that's what the problem is. If it's your retirement, that's a problem also. Whatever it is that's bothering (laughs) you. Let's talk to that thing tonight. Amen? And I guarantee you, because we have spoken his word, he's going to listen tonight. This is the opportunity we have. He's going to listen tonight. Can you do that, please? Let's do that before him. Father God, we thank you. We give you praise tonight. And we take authority over this situation. God, I thank you because you have given us clarity with regards to this situation. And Lord, we are making no room for the devil to have any part in our lives. You have made us kings and priests unto our God. And while we are on the earth, we reign in life. And we want to thank you, God, no more, no more in Jesus' name, because you are with us. And we want to thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for the authority that we have in your name. Because every time we speak your name, every time we speak your name, we enter into your rest. And no man can take your peace away from us. Thank you, Father, for your great love. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.